today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuuman, who sponsored this program, uh, joins us once again. Hope it's been a good week. Adam, how are you doing today? You know what? It, it, it's interesting. It's been a very, very, this week has just been gone, honestly, Bill. I mean, I think I got a message from our producer uh, this morning. I woke up and I thought it was like Wednesday. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? we got tech talk today? Gee, there's so much to talk about. So this week has disappeared. So here we are. I can't believe it's already Friday. Uh, I'm mind blowing where the week's gone. Well, it's been a hectic week, obviously, politically, with other things going on, too, but uh, we always look forward to this segment. And I was just mentioning before you joined us here, uh, just before the news update, uh, it's amazing to see how, how flexible the tech world can be. Obviously, we're dealing in a pandemic, and it's not going away anytime soon. Uh, and the tech industry has responded. I mean, you've talked to us about a number of different products that have recently developed it for us to, to actually deal with uh, the social distancing aspect of this, the not touching this and that. We're going to get into a few more of them. Uh, and the Apple Watch, actually, uh, is, is one of the ones I want to jump into right away because uh, apparently that's now a tool for, uh, for identifying COVID-19. Yeah, one of the things, and, and, and again, kudos to Apple. We And they announced that they were going to be really advancing their technology when it comes to advancing on a medical side. And uh, again, I want to be clear, Bill, and you and I have talked about that before, do not rely on your, on your smartwatch, Apple Watch, Samsung Watch, whatever the watch is, Fitbit, as a medical diagnosis of yourself. That said, researchers have been able to determine with research at the university level that they took over 600 patients uh, that were checked with their Apple Watch, and they were able to determine a week before they actually were, were diagnosed with COVID-19, the Apple Watch was actually able to determine irregularities in the body uh, based on their heartbeat, uh, based on their oxygen levels, which the Apple Watch is able to measure. So uh, apparently, and again, I'm no, I'm no doctor, uh, but uh, COVID-19, if you do come into contact with COVID-19, um, it obviously, it, 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 your body starts to react immediately to try and uh, fight the, uh, the virus. So your heartbeat gets a little bit irregular. Not a lot, but it gets a little bit of irregularity. Mm-hmm. Uh, your oxygen levels uh, obviously change. And the Apple Watch is a leader and I say that with a bit of a, uh, a, a my tail between my legs here, Bill, because I'm a <laughs> Samsung watch guy. So I yeah. say it with, you know, with, with, with a little bit of pride and disdain is Apple Watch, congratulations, you won in regards to properly coming up with, with proper medical understandings. Now, again, I want to I want to just preface this with a little bit of a don't dis, don't count on your Apple Watch. To, to diagnose you with COVID. They're just claiming that the abilities of the smart devices are able to come up or determine possible uh, future outcomes of, of uh, how you feel. Yeah, this is, this is an indicator that says, hey, you should uh, follow up on this and go and talk to somebody uh, with some medical expertise. It doesn't mean this is the diagnosis and be all and end all. I mean, we always caution people about some of these devices that we're talking about. So I saw one yesterday. I, I don't think it's on the list here today, too, but uh, I, I can't remember the name of the company, but uh, we're all masking these days, of course, because of what's going on. Uh, they've they've yeah. developed a mask now that can actually detect COVID. It's a little thing that's right on the outside of the mask, and it changes color if there's a positive test. Now, and again... Yeah. It's, 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 this is not to say, okay, I've got it. So, but it's an indicator that you've been in contact with it. You may not necessarily be positive, but it's detecting, uh, positive, uh, COVID reactions someplace. So it's, um, the, the technologies that they're developing to try to handle this thing are just remarkable. 
It's not only that, but it's a matter of this is just one stepping stone, Bill. And, and as, as horrible as what COVID has caused the world uh, in all levels, this has actually been a breakthrough. There's been a lot of advancements, as you just described, exactly with the mask. We talked about uh, other elements in regards to encouraging, uh, you know, safer, a, a safer world in regards to technology, touchless environments, uh, you know, as far as uh, sanitizing in a way that, you know, again, uh, not that it's not safe, you know, my grandfather used to tell me eat some dirt so I could actually, uh, uh, you know, be a man and kind of, you know, <laughs> build these viruses up. Today, I would be like, why would I do that? I don't want to do that. There's no need to do that. So today we're seeing that COVID has really innovated technology to that point where we have a touchless environment. Speaking of touchless at the CES show, jumping into the bathroom, this is a great invention. Ironically, uh, I guess because of all aspects of we don't want to touch things, but there's a new toilet coming out, Bill. This is this is exciting me <laughs> a little bit because you, you mentioned this last week and and uh, this ces show for people that may not know is it's it's right. like this is where the tech world gets together it's usually held in las vegas and it's a big event and uh it's amazing all these fabulous innovative ideas of course it's virtual this year because of the pandemic but toilets seem to be the theme this year i mean this is really weird this is yeah and they really up their game the key and the message a lot during the uh, the consumer electronics show was touchless there was a lot of sanitizing and touchless was the big key and one of them is a toilet that comes out and not only uh, and when we talk about toilets it's kind of like a little bit of a a giggle but you know what we all use them and you might as well add a little bit of two couple features to this one is that the uh, matter that goes into the toilet can now be analyzed and it keeps a record of, of you know not only your obviously uh, schedule but it does skin <laughs> tissue it does diet advancements bill this one is even more advanced only due to the fact that it can analyze uh your your stool sample so to speak and be able to advise you where you need to improve your diet so say you need to eat more uh certain proteins or otherwise this actually will calculate your uh when you go to the bathroom it allows to take uh, an analysis and be able to come back to you and say you need to eat more protein you need more iron in your diet um in addition to this the toilet actually has a self-cleaning uh, aspect to it that does a proper sanitizing, steaming. Um, I won't get into the depth of it, but, you know, again, it needs to be cleaned, and you won't need to be getting a scrub brush at the side of the toilet in the near future. You'll be able to just more or less get up and uh, uh, properly uh, uh, move along and all have it on a touchless faucet or otherwise. So the advancement that I've seen with touchless technology, particularly in the bathroom, because that is a concern that, you know, in, in public bathrooms for that matter as well, is that uh, to touch anything, is it, is you, are you transferring any kind of diseases or germs otherwise? So that was a big thing at the, uh, it's called Toto, by the way, T-O-T-O, -T -O, in case anyone's wondering, what is it? It's a crawler, Toto, that is, the, that is the toilet, and it's coming out this summer that you'll be able to purchase for your home. There you go. Uh, what's going on with Google Maps? Well, you know what, Google, yeah, talking about Google Maps and the way that we've talked about getting access and directions and otherwise, this rollout that just came out is really right now in major cities. So uh, Cincinnati, New York City, Toronto for, is, is one of the Canadian cities, and, and Vancouver, we've always been able to know where to turn, and we know where the streets are, and we've seen Street View, but Google Maps is upgrading to a degree that is even more detailed. So we're going to be able to see, for example, pedestrian islands. We'll be able to see 
see really small details like wheelchair and stroller access that are going to be accessed on the mar- on the map. So why that's important is obviously, you know, those that are in a wheelchair, stroller, or scooter, or whatever that is, you'll be able to determine, am I able to get across the street? Uh, is it going to be accessible? Um, and also the fact that should you or if you are going to be traveling, maybe you want to be able to see those islands or, you know, pedestrian areas that you'll be able to walk through. It's not just a, a, a drive and get to. There's actually details even including bicycle lanes that Google's going to be incorporating. And that's really, really important. We know with Hamilton specifically, they're really getting into the bike lane uh, uh, aspect to know where you can ride your bike. And by the way, as a cyclist, I'm, I'm very much excited about that. Uh, where to go. So Google Maps is getting an upgrade. You might be able to see that in the very near future. All right. Let's, uh, what's this uh, GHSP that you were talking about? I just mentioned this the other day. This is another COVID-related thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. In, in the COVID tech world, and I feel like the hack of the week combined with COVID tech of the week is pretty much what we're doing now, Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is actually goes into your car. Um, so let's assume that, you know, you need to give someone a ride, you need to go somewhere or, or help them get somewhere. Um, this is a light you plug into your cigarette lighter. It's called the green light UV treatment. It's the same tech that goes in emergency rooms, and they use this in commercial industries, uh, medical uh, rooms, surgical rooms for that matter, but it's just Think of it as it goes on your dash, you can put it and it plugs into your uh, cigarette lighter. And when you exit the vehicle, it will send off this UV light that will actually kill any viruses or bacteria in your car. So uh, if you're concerned when we talk about wiping down or sanitizing and spraying all the handles and all the otherwise, this light actually does a 360 uh, degree uh, burn, call it burn, I don't know what you want to refer to it as, but this UV light displays in the, in the, in the cabin of the car and kills, uh, and they claim that COVID is easily killed. So uh, this would be great for Uber drivers, taxi drivers, or say you just, you know, you don't need to give someone a lift. This might be something very advantageous to have in your vehicle since we've all gone through this and it's been over a year now since we've been into lockdowns and social distancing and hand washing and everything else and, and all of a sudden i think we're all more conscious of all the things we touch on a daily basis that we never noticed before uh and and you know you always want to wipe down as we've seen happen or wear gloves or whatever you try to do uh i guess this next one was inevitable a touchless doorbell yeah, this one blew my mind, Bill. When I saw this, I was like a touchless doorbell. So, like, how does it actually know? And then, you know, does that mean everybody walking by your front door is going to, uh, you know, set it off? But in this way, it's not necessarily a step in front motion detector. It's more or less you hold your hand up over top of the device. It actually comes with a little bit of a, a notice. Uh, Alarm.com is actually uh, the device that, that came up with this. So now you don't even need to touch that doorbell because, God forbid, how many fingers might have maybe pressed on that little button. But this one, you hold your hand up, uh, and it more or less advises or it scans. It's not doing a fingerprint scan or anything like that. It just determines that there's a hand in front of it and then it will ring the doorbell so no more touching we'll be able to uh we're almost to the point of floating in the air you won't have to touch anything in the world and we're going to start with that doorbell bill so that way you know when someone's holding up their hand your doorbell's going off fingers waving 
Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, the, the motion sensor doorbell that a lot of folks are getting into and the camera doorbells are fabulous. But you, you made a, a valid point there, if, even if you're going to go with the touchless one. Uh, there usually are settings on this thing. I mean, because uh, I've talked to some people that get the camera doorbell, and uh, every time the car goes by the house, they go, hey, I, not, I don't care that there's a car going by, but you get the you get the alert on your phone anyway. So uh, that, that you can fix that up. To just go back to talk to the folks that installed it for you. Or if you did it yourself, well, then, you know, you only have yourself to blame on that. But that's interesting stuff uh, I'm, I'm always blown away by the, some of the medical stuff here and there's a sync wave helmet uh that uh, that i want to talk about too because this is uh this is kind of strange yeah this one actually takes it up a full level this actual uh helmet is, is more or less doctor approved and you can get it at home if you really want it but what it detects is alzheimer's um it's got an eeg device that actually can determine dementia early signs of parkinson's ptsd ADHD, depression, any kind of neurological issues. It's called the iSync wave. And, and it kind of is going to sound horrible in the description. But the, when I looked at it, all I could think of is back to the future, Dr. Emmett Brown, when he opened the door and he had that big helmet on his head yep, and it yep. was like uh, tied to tubes. It's like a helmet that's got a lot of little tubes and wires all over it. And, but the medical benefits of putting this on is, uh, is capable of being able to determine these early de- early signs of dementia and Parkinson's. This is really amazing, Bill, because, you know, we always sometimes don't know until it's too late or understand the direction of which uh, we may be leading. And this is, uh, this is where technology, when it comes to medical uh, aspects, is very advanced. And I'm very excited for what it can do for the future. Anyway, it's something worth looking into, and, and again, we always put the caveat on it's uh, it, it's not for diagnosis. It's just uh, an indicator that means that you should go talk to somebody who can give you more information about this. Uh, we've always talked about some of the social media platforms that are going on. Uh, if you're not on TikTok, you're just not cool. Uh, I think we've pretty much determined that, haven't we? Uh, and it's the thing these days. And and uh, but always when we, when we see a big uh, rush to something like this, and TikTok is the flavor of the month this time, uh, there's always concerns about privacy, aren't there? Yeah, there is. And I think right now uh, with TikTok, and by the way, I've been trying to ride a skateboard drinking ocean spray, and it's just not working. So I'm trying really hard, Bill. Um, but anyway, aside from me trying to get the trend and try to hit it, um, the one that's uh, interesting is TikTok has really upped its privacy issues, particularly where I know with the Biden government, and man, I'll tell you, he hasn't even truly taken, taken his position in office, but he's making some really big changes. And one of them, I know he's going to be coming down hard is going to be in the social media uh, element. So particularly what TikTok did was they're launching under their own device was privacy elements that limits ages uh, under the age of 15 are going to have a lot of the defaults not allowed to be uh, uh, kind of shared. So you won't be able to share with anyone other than a friend. You won't be able to uh, do a duet with just anyone. Uh, you won't be able to download videos uh, that are maybe posted. Uh, they also get parental uh, access that need to be set up with the, the, the aged of 15 and under. Um, then they've got another level of ages 16 to 17 with different defaults. Defaults. But the real issue here, or what they're trying to address, Bill, is TikTok is trying to say, look at us, give more power to parents, 
try not to make this a medium that could be uh, possibly for bullying or, or causing any kind of uh, issues that maybe are in our youth. Um, and this is something that I know social medias are all trying to jump up on because the Senate is going to be coming down hard. And one of the, one of the biggest concerns, TikTok, Facebook, Google, all of them, they're all worried that there's going to be a regulation body coming in uh, that is going to hammer down on these social medias. And I think it's going to be, uh, this is one step we're going to be seeing a lot of them do to try to protect themselves when the new government comes into power. Well, it's because it's unusual for somebody like TikTok to be proactive on this, because in, invariably with Facebook and Twitter and, and, well, to a certain extent, I guess even Instagram, uh, it, it's pretty much a Wild West show, and then they have to sit there and try to defend themselves by saying, well, you know, we're, there's a story that our good friend Alex Pearson uh, was telling me about last night uh, from our sister station in Toronto. Uh, about It was on Twitter, and it was uh, basically pornographic pictures that they said, well, yeah, but it's up to the people that are, that are, load, you know, that are sharing them and downloading them to determine whether or not it's it's offensive well there, there have to be some standards and i think that's as you mentioned that's what the u.s government's looking into right now they're not there yet but uh, they're, they're certainly knocking on the door uh, for regulations and and we can have a debate i guess for the next five hours as to whether or not that's the right thing to do but tiktok is being proactive on that and that's 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 refreshing it is refreshing, and I think it's expected that these, you know, they've been self-governed for so long, Bill, that it's caused a lot of the turmoil that we've seen in the media today. In fact, just even earlier, uh, just to talk about uh, with Amazon, the, the the whole country of Australia is talking about, uh, uh, you know, pushing against Google, which we talked about in regards to, well, you need to start paying for the media that you're posting or the information you're getting from legible uh, media sources, and, you know, Google's pushing back. And one of the comments from Google is they're going to pull the entire search engine from from Australia. Um, so I, I'm going to be there. This is where I see where they're going to be self-governing, self-regulating, but they're also going to be pushing back against governments to say, well, if you don't like the way we do things, then fine, we're going to pull it completely out of your country. This is this is an interesting uh, 2021 between government and, and from big tech companies. Yep, they, it's, uh, it's a showdown that's coming for sure. And I'm, uh, we'll talk about it on future Tech Talks, I'm sure. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Vacuum and Adam, as always, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Bill. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. You betcha. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.